Greetings, everybody. It's such a great blessing for me to come to you. Today, I've got a powerful scripture that I'm going to deal with you from Galatians chapter 5. We're going to be talking right from the heart of Paul and the concern that he has for the local church. That's also what I'm bearing in my heart. I want people to stand in the freedom that Christ has set them free unto and no other freedom. You know, God has come to set us free and there's a freedom that we have that is on account of God setting us free in Christ Jesus. There are many freedoms in this world, but we get a freedom that is on account of Christ, and that is the eternal, everlasting freedom that God has given us. From Galatians chapter 5, we're going to go right into Romans chapter 3, and then jump into Romans chapter 5. We can talk about the justification that is a free gift, and then in Romans chapter 5, talking about boasting in Christ Jesus and what that means. It is going to be a powerful session. Thank you so much for slotting in and allowing me to serve you with the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, just as a start, I want to tell you if the color or the sound doesn't look perfect uh, for some reason, when I started up this morning and uh, wanted to record, I accidentally deleted all the settings uh, and it sometimes takes hours to get all of that set in and correct. And I just, I don't know why, I just set, uh, I deleted, accidentally deleted all the settings I have for the different studio setups. So I just quickly in five minutes had to get everything ready as I, you know, just quickly. So uh, this is how it looks and this is how it sounds. Please uh, bear with me. Okay, let us pray together as we start this service. Father, thank you so much that we can be here together. Thank you for your gospel. Thank you for the powerful message of grace. Thank you for the message that can reach our hearts whereby we can be set free and remain free. Thank you for the love that you have for us, the care that you have for us, the way you've extended your hand of grace towards humanity, whereby you come and give birth to who you are in us so that we can live a free life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Yesterday I was driving and we were listening to what is called Burmesik. Now that is just old traditional German farmer kind of music that was also developed here in South Africa. Uh, uh, a very special kind of a music. And the person talked about a song and he says that with this song you would find man and animal howl and have tears as they would listen to this song that is so flooded with sorrow. Now, you know, I just burst out laughing when he said he found man and animal crying when you listen to this. And I can see, you know, with this, um, you know, with this kind of music and the violin and everything, how man and animal is howling and crying. And when I heard that, I said to Helena, I need to use this in my message tomorrow because many times when we hear a gospel, a certain gospel, that gospel just makes people cry and sad and they are howling in desperation, finding no form of life in that message, a message where people are not truly set free, where people are not finding the liberation that comes from what God has dreamt for us, what God has desired 
desired for us, a liberation that is set inside the ability of man and the works of man, which is not strong enough to bring forth that liberty, a liberty that is found and directed towards the systems of this world, what man can attain in his own ability as pertaining to finances, how he raises his kids, or politically on what can happen, uh, you know, as pertaining to politics. A liberty and a liberation that is set inside the culture of man and is not set inside the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, with that said, uh, let us just go straight into Galatians chapter 5. Man, I want to tell you, I I went and bought these two Bibles. I've, I've worn some Bibles out here over the years. It's not because I read them so much, but you know when you travel, sometimes they get damaged and those kind of things. And I got myself these two new Bibles. And it is so nice to sit here, not with a tablet and read from the electronic tablet, but just have an old-fashioned Bible here. <laughs> I, I enjoyed them. So I've got the uh, the King James Version here, the one Moses read from himself, and then the new, uh, the new in- International Version, NIV. Uh, I think uh, some people are so crazy about this. They say that the apostles wrote it themselves and read from it themselves. So uh, we've got some anointed stuff here. Okay, right. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, and let us just read it from the NIV. It says... It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And I like the focus that it brings here. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Now, that scripture is very powerful and does put a focus on what Christ has come to do for us and how he's come to uh, liberate us and what he's liberated us for. He has liberated us for freedom, for no other reason. It is for freedom. Then goes on, it says, Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again with the yoke of slavery. So what we see here is we see slavery on the one side and then freedom on the other side. Now, that can be used by slaves as saying God has ended slavery, talking about physical slavery, and that I'm now set free, which was basically not the case in the early church. We thank God for the slaves that are set free and and all of that, but that was not what Paul had in mind. The King James brings it a bit uh, more beautiful to me. It says here, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. He basically says that there is a certain liberty that Christ has brought over us and we need to stand fast in that liberation that was brought to us via Christ or by Christ. We get different liberations. We get the liberations, let's let's say, of the Jews where they were set free uh, from the death camps and the Nazi oppression and, and all of that, which we are very grateful for. But we find that a lot of those Jews that has been set free there and Ben Hoffer and all those people had a lot to do with that. And we find that people spoke up and we find the end of this absolute oppression, the Holocaust, which we thank God for. But we find that that freedom is not the freedom that Galatians spoke about, because Galatians' freedom has nothing to do with what happened to the Jews 
and what happened to the oppression that came by the Germans. It was written thousands, uh, uh, about 2,000 years before that. So what is he talking about when he says, let us let okay, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free? We clearly see that the liberty that Christ has made us free into is not a political liberty. It's not a liberty that has been orchestrated by man. It is another liberty. And we have to look at what that liberty is. For that is what Paul says we need to stand fast in. And I tell you, this simple thing that Paul is saying here is so powerful and so relevant and so needed today. Let's read it again. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberation wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with a yoke of bondage. You know, as I'm thinking now, as I read this, I'm thinking of the Jews that has been liberated. They've been liberated from the oppression that came from the Germans, and we thank God for that. But the sad thing is that we find many of those Jews still dying atheists, not believing in Jesus, and they have not received the true liberation. They have not made use of the true liberation which Christ has for us. Now, I know that the Jews is a very a sensitive topic, and sometimes I um, push myself to a place where I use very sensitive topics. Now, it can have a very negative thing that people switch the video off, but it can also get your attention to think of what is truly at stake and what it is all about. It's sad to think that some of the Jews that were uh, put into those um ovens and were cremated and were poisoned and all of that, died without belief in Jesus Christ, died without having the true freedom. It is also on the one side good, but there's also a hidden sadness when we think of the liberation that the Jews did receive when they were set free from those death camps and from the oppression of the Nazis and still are not walking in the freedom that Christ has set them free with. And the freedom that Christ has set them free with was not to be entangled into a yoke of bondage which is much greater than Nazi oppression, which is much greater than any oppression any human can bring over another human race. It's an oppression that causes you not to have the very life of God. Now, I can just see that Paul writes this with absolute sincerity in his heart, love for the church, a concern in his heart, and he wants the church to be utterly free. Listen to what he says in verse 2. He says, Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. So what is he talking about? He's saying that man has been liberated or the Jews has been liberated from finding their identity in the flesh and living in the power of the flesh whereby they will then, or wherein they will then boast and know that from that foundation or from that uh, uh, logic or truth or what they think was needed, they can then draw life and that which they think God has intended for them. Let us read it again, but now in the NIV. It says, Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you, 
that if you let yourself be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. So when he talks about a liberation here, he's saying that we are liberated from one thing to something else. And what we've been liberated unto is that Christ profits us. Now, when we look at uh, 5 verse 1, it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. What is that liberty? How, what is the liberty that Christ has made us free unto? We're going to read that in Romans chapter 6, but I'm just going to quickly uh, put it out there for you. The liberty that Christ has made us free with is that we've been liberated from sin in the flesh, or we have been liberated from the sin that was committed by Adam, and the sin of walking in unbelief in Jesus, where we are bound to bring forth holiness by ourselves, where our confidence and our boast is in the flesh. To the Jews it was to be a Jew and to follow the customs of the law. So he says here that Christ has liberated us and he's liberated us from death and everything that leads to death, meaning he has even then liberated us from the system whereby we, through the works of the law, put ourselves in a place where we think we can benefit from God. So he's basically set us free from the law. He set us free from sin and death, and because we've been set free from sin and death, everything that was ever laid before man in order to get him free from sin and death we have also been liberated from. Okay, let me put it this way. If we have, and I've used this example before, we had the eight-track tape that we used when we, I mean, when I was just a kid, my dad had a, a radio like that. You've had the eight-track. Then you got the smaller cassettes that you've used when you wanted to listen to music. Uh, then we got the CD. Now we have the phone with Bluetooth and the MP3 files and so forth. Now, the moment the, Bluetooth, the, moment the CD industry came and developed the CDs, we find that everything that led unto the cassette or the tape industry, I mean, that was not needed anymore. We were liberated from the tape or the cassette, and we were therefore also liberated, and there is therefore no more need for those factories. Whatever could produce it is not needed anymore. All the laws about how long that cassette must be for a 60-minute cassette, or everything that governed that system is also not needed anymore. In the very same way, since we have been set free from sin and death, everything that guided us in the old prior to our liberation, has we have also been set free from. Therefore, we've been set free from the system of circumcision and the laws of Moses. We've been set free from that. We've been absolutely liberated from that. Glory to God. Now, let's read it again. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. So Christ has made us free with a certain liberty. And that is what we need to stand fast in. 
other liberties that humanity brings us, we can thank God for those liberties, but it is not wherein we should have our stability. You know, you can find a liberty that has been given to you today and tomorrow it is gone. We, uh, we can just look at governments and we've seen that now in the United States. When Donald Trump came in, he signed many thing, things into law. I remember the first week, I mean, the guy was just signing. That's the first thing. He's busy. He's working. He's right at it. He's signing like crazy. Or, I mean, you just get these files and the special pens and the man is signing. And then you find Biden coming in. <laughs> and I mean, listen, everything that Trump signed was now freedoms. Hallelujah. It was for f- these freedoms that he signed all these documents and things into law and whatever. And then you find Biden coming in and the same, very, very same thing. And he's canceling everything that Trump was signing in. Now, what God is, or what Paul is saying here is listen, what the freedom that we need to stand in, the liberty that we need to stand in, where we find our emotional stability, where we find the power that we live from every day, is definitely not this freedoms that is temporal. The freedoms wherein we can find our stability, wherein we can find our emotions standing strong, is not that one that can change every four years. It is the one that is eternal. Glory to God. <laughs> you know, we can, we can have such a... Uh, uh, um, unstable emotional life should we not stand in the liberty wherewith Christ has set us free? There's a liberty wherewith a politician can set you free. There's a liberty wherewith a government can set you free. And then there is the liberty wherewith Christ has set us free. And the liberty wherewith Christ has set us free is liberated us from death and whatsoever leads to death in our own lives. He's liberated us. This is what the Bible says, unto a strength, as we find in Philippians, where we can even say that um, I can do all things through Christ that has strengthened me. I know what it is to be happy and rich, and I know what it is to be happy and poor. I know what it is to be happy. That is what he's talking about. Glory to God. I know what it is to only trust in the one that raises the dead. Glory to God. So um, let us just take it together, the first part of this message. There is a freedom and there's a liberation where Christ, uh, wherewith Christ has set us free. And that liberation is defined in the grave being empty. That is what it is. You know, my, this week, um, I think some of you might have seen that I didn't do all the daily devotionals, but we, um, I went with, Lillian and I went with my son and we went and uh, we took him to uh, a friend where he's now going to basically work and see if he can start his own business in some way we will see what's going to take place but we went there and I spent some days there with with him and uh, just fellowshiped with a good old friend from university days and um, when when we were there we could see this uh, you know just what he's getting into and 
what what this is all about. And as I as we left the evening before we left, I said this to him. I said, "Son, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you are faced with. The answer is this." Jesus was born and he lived on the earth as a physical man. He physically died. He was, his body was buried and he was bodily raised. He ascended on high from where he in that reality rules over you. And you identify in that liberation and in that freedom with him. Take that simple truth. And it might sound very complicated to apply that to every area of your life. I said, but my son, this is the, the, this is the best advice I can give to you today. Always, doesn't matter what. That is the answer. That is the answer. And I mean, his father is a preacher. I mean, I'm, I'm preaching. A lot of people listen to my messages. And we're gonna, he's going to find many people in that area that also listen to me, going to ask him questions. Baptist, what about this scripture? What about that? Your father teaches this. How do you explain this? And all those kind of things. The answer is just one thing. The liberation is defined in an empty grave. The liberation is defined in the ascension. That is the liberation. And whatever Jesus was liberated unto into his resurrection is what we have been liberated unto by him. Glory to God. Now, when we see that, we find the need of other liberties just diminishing a little bit, not being so important anymore almost uh, now defined as simple luxuries. Right, let us go to um, Romans 3. Romans chapter 3. I'm going to read this from the NIV. You know, you know how nice it is to, when you know your son is leaving the home and he's going on, in life, that the key thing that you can leave him with is the knowledge that the physical grave is empty and that he can identify with that. I want to say to you that when we, have, when we identify with the resurrected Jesus Christ and who and what he is at the right hand of the Father as our hope, we, and we know that that belongs to us, we will not try to make a living. We will maybe work and make money, but that will not be making a living because we would have a living. All of a sudden, living would not be uh, acquainted to, or is that the right word, uh, acquainted to, or connect, be connected to money. It would be, living would be connected to Christ and we will make money or do business or work for our salaries in getting money as people that simply just uh, work for money. We will not do it with the desperation of making a living. We would know that we have a living. We are living by the power of the resurrected Jesus Christ. And doesn't matter where we go, because we have life, we would find that we would do business and we would have a job and we will continue that way, even to the point of generosity. 
Glory to God. I hope you hear what I'm saying. You, many people say, man, what is he doing for a living? Or what is he? Then he will say, man, I'm just making a living. Making a living would mean, well, I'm just getting enough money to stay alive. Or um, in, in, in Afrikaans, we would say, what, what doen jy vir a lewe? What are you basically doing to have life? <laughs> a Christian would say, life is a gift from God and I've been liberated from death. Glory to God. And eternal life is a gift inside me and my decisions and my actions is not made anymore in the desperation of a desperation where man and animal is howling hoping for some form of life that is created by their own effort, living in the uh, pain and misery of looking back at what you've maybe lost or what could have been, or looking at politics and looking at leaders that are messing things up where you are howling for life. We have been given life. Glory to God. And the access that people have to that life is through faith in Jesus Christ. That is the only way. Glory to God. If you want people to have that life, preach the gospel, share the gospel, and those to whom the Father has already been preaching in their hearts and has said yes to the Father would hear you. Hallelujah. That is absolute good news. Glory to God, right. Um, uh, let's go to, what did I say? Romans chapter 3. I tell you, the gospel, I mean, it makes you happy, man. <laughs> Galatians 3. And verse 19, now we know that whatsoever the law says, it says to them that are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and that the whole world may be held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. The, um, rather, through the law, we became conscience, conscious of our sins. But now, apart from the law, the good action of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through the faithfulness of Jesus and belief in Jesus to all who believe. Jesus Christ to all, okay, in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by the power of the resurrection through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Okay, so how are we justified? Many of us cry for justice. The way we are justified is by the resurrection in Jesus Christ. That is what it says here. Let us read it. There, there is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are all justified by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. We know that if 
studied the scripture know that grace talk about the influence upon the human race by the power of the resurrection. Okay, so what is he saying here? He says that all people fall short of eternal life, Jew and Gentile, both of them are ungodly in their own ability. But we are justified or set free from what? From sin and death. By what? By the redemption that came through Jesus Christ, which is through the power of his resurrection. And that is how we are justified with life. Now, back to uh, Galatians 5. Remember, be set free, stand in the liberty wherewith Christ has set you free. How has Christ set us free? He justifies us with life. So if we cry for justice in the earth, what are we crying for? We are crying for the power of the resurrection to bring forth the fruit of the Spirit inside people's lives. That's what we cry for. We cannot stand at government's door and cry for justice. They need justice as much as what we need justice. Justice is defined in a person's life being set free by Jesus Christ. So let us stand firm in the justice or the justification, which is the liberation by the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, whereby we have been made free. And let us not move away to any other form of freedom. Let me tell you something, and I'm getting back to what I said in the beginning. The justice did come to the Jews because it's simply not just that people get um, get tortured, that people are in death camps. Glory to God, and let us always speak for the freedom of the oppressed. But I want to tell you that the liberation that they have been liberated with cannot be compared to the liberation wherewith Christ has set us free. There are many people that has been liberated from uh, 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 atrocities in this world that has still not experienced the true liberation that comes from Christ, which is a liberation that is from sin and death in themselves, where they are justified with the true justification, which is the power of of the resurrection. My my oldest son, Aubrey, he's now um, starting his first job on Monday, tomorrow. He's starting his first job. And he can now work at this uh, company. And at that company, it is a very good company that he's going to work for and they treat their workers well. But it can be, and this is how life sometimes is, that there is somebody there that maybe just don't like his face. And certain injustice can be done towards him. Who knows? But I want my son to stand, and where he must make his stand emotionally, where he must make his stand about who he is, about his future, about... Uh, um, you know, the true freedom. I want him to stand in the liberation wherewith Christ has set him free. And I want justice 
to be served to him, which is that he would be justified by the grace of God. And we're not even talking about his business now. I'm talking about justified with the grace of God, whereby he can say in the situation where he is in, be it good or bad, that I know what it is to be strengthened with Christ, that I can have contentment, does it go good or bad at my job? And that is the liberation that he stands in. That is where he makes his stand. And then the justification that is maybe not the justification that came by Christ, but the justification that can come by the laws of the company or the laws of the government, whereby a person can be set free because of injustices, that he can have that as a second or third or fourth justification, but that the true justification is that which is in Jesus, and that would be wherein he would stand. And that is the same for all people. I mean, my uh, um, second-born Henry, when the COVID uh, came um, and the lockdowns, I mean, he's into videography. He does weddings. Now, imagine that. He lost his job. The company that he worked for, they retrenched many people, and he lost his job. And now, with the second wave coming in, he had, I think, six or seven weddings canceled. Now, my word to him, as would be my word to any person, my word to nations, my word to countries, is this. Stand fast in the liberation wherewith Christ has set you free. And don't be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. The yoke of bondage to my son would be a yoke wherein you find your freedom and your liberation in how much money you make or how many many weddings you have or according to the laws of this country. Don't find your, your freedom there. Find your freedom in the liberation wherewith Christ has set you free, where you're not making a living, but where you've been offering a living and this living is eternal life manifested in the goodness of God, bringing forth the very character of God in you. That is robust enough to handle being retrenched. That is robust enough to handle losing six or seven weddings. That's just robust enough. That can put a smile on your face. And I see him smiling. I see him happy. I see him joking here. I see him talking about the goodness of God. Why? Because he's not making a living. He has eternal life and lives from that. That's what I want for all my kids. And that's what I want for the church. And that's what God wants for me and for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, I think we can go to um, our last verse, and that is Romans 5. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the power of the resurrection in which we stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. And then in verse 9, since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from wrath through him? For whilst we were um, God's enemy, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? 
We're not making a living. We are being made alive by the life that God made for humans in raising Jesus Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We can read verse 11 there as well. Let me read verse 11 here. It says, not only is it so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, we boast in the hope of the glory of God and we boast in God. The word boast, one of the meanings of the word and a word that is derived from or used in conjunction with is the word wish, to wish or to pray. So when you boast in the flesh, it simply means that the confidence of what you are expecting, your wish is based on your flesh. Uh, So if you boast in prayer, the wish or your prayer is answered based on how much you've prayed. That's boasting in prayer. The Jews, they boasted in the flesh. They think because they are the people of God and obey the law. So they boast in the flesh and their obedience to the law. They think that prayers would be answered because of them being Jews and being circumcised. That is boasting in the flesh. Having confidence in the flesh. Confidence means boast. Uh, that it means to wish from that foundation. Now, what he says here is he says, we boast or we have confidence in the hope of the glory of God. Or it says here, we boast in God himself. So our wish or the prayer we have and the knowledge that we know, the confidence that we know that our prayers are answered is not because of our flesh or because of any good thing we've done or the government or who is in power or any of those things. It's not the economy. It's not the stock market. It's none of those things. It is not even uh, the atmosphere that is being created through government to do business and so forth. It's got nothing to do with that. Our confidence for life is God himself. So why will we experience life? Not because we can, we are confident in anything, but because God decided to give it to us and we are willing to receive it from him because God says he'll give it. And we're just believing it. That is the way it works. Glory to God. So I want to tell you, go away and you can boast. What I want you to do as you end, as we end this message, go away boasting, saying, I've got confidence because I've got the hope of eternal life and eternal life belongs to me. And I've got the confident expectation, the boasting that is not in my flesh, that is not in my works, that is not in my amount of reading the Bible, that is not in the amount of, of prayer or even accurate prayer. But I am resting and boasting and my wish or my prayer finds its origin in God promising me it and in God's faithfulness in doing it. Therefore, I need justification in no other way. My justification is of God. In manifested in a life where I can have joy in the midst of the things of this world. Glory to God. I hope this message encouraged you and that it just gets your mind to know that you are justified by him. Let us end off by just reading um, Galatians again. 
Galatians 5. And this is my word for you. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberation wherewith Christ has made you free. My word for South Africans. You know, we've been set free when uh, Nelson Mandela became president. Yes, you've been set free. Uh, you've been set free from the apartheid by the power of government. But it's the, I want to tell you, don't stand fast in that. Don't let that be the foundation on which you build. Because tomorrow we might have another president that might come and decide to make South Africa a communist country. And it might be completely different than what it was under Mandela. And then you had a liberation that is now lost. Stand fast in the liberation wherewith Christ has made you free. To my friends in the United States, don't stand fast in the liberation wherewith you think you were set free under Donald Trump. There were a liberation. You were liberated from certain things. But don't stand fast in that. There might be some of my friends in the U.S. that are saying, I've been set free with a liberation that came by the Democratic Party and Joe Biden, and we've been set free from certain things. Be careful. That liberation has powerfully has what those things are. I mean, it is so funny. There is signing, and it's signing, just for the next guy to come and sign again and just end it. And then it's howling again. My freedom is taken away. My friend, let us stand fast there for the liberation wherewith Christ has made us free. That is liberate. We've been liberated from death itself and we have the life of God and we boast in the hope of the glory of God, which is the resurrection and the recreation. And we boast in God himself, not in our flesh, not in our governments, not in our, any of those things. We boast, we are sure that we will have the life of God because of the faithfulness of God. There are different justifications, but thank God that we are justified with a justification of eternal life in Christ, having the fruit of the Spirit now that is born from that justification as we live in the hope of eternal life. Glory to God. Thank you so much that I could have served you with this good news today. Go and enjoy your Sunday the rest of the week. Know that you have a beautiful hope in front of you. You don't have to make a living. You can now for the first time maybe for some of you, for the first time, just go and do your job and uh, do your business and not make a living. You can now know you have a living and you're just doing a job and making some money, getting money for your work, getting wages for the work you've done. But now you know you're not making a living, finding life from it anymore. You can maybe go, when it comes to politics, you can go and cast a vote and know that you are not uh, making a living for you and your children that way. You're just casting a vote and giving some input about government for the interim period while you're just choosing the guy that's going to sign the stuff for the next four years that might bring in the next guy who signs it out and then you're going to vote again. That is just the way it works. That is life. Let us open our eyes to just the realities of what's going on around us and let us see the liberation that Christ has given us. Enjoy your week. God bless.